0: Hey guys, this is Dan from Orlando. Wow, just got done watching the Thursday night game versus the Bears and what a bleeping, horrible game. Our offensive line couldn't do crap. Rojo was amazing running the ball, but we had so many drops. The penalties, unbelievable. We got screwed
1: over so many times on these penalties. I just, I can't believe it. B.A. and Bowles has got to get the to get the penalties fixed. Yeah, this is horrible. Anyways, go Bucks.
0: What's going on, Locked On Squad? This your boy Mo Smith calling you from San Jose, California. After a disappointing loss to the Chicago Bears, how do we let that slip away, man? Takeaways: Vita Vea needs to come back. He's a big force on that defensive line. We need to play tighter coverage on the outside. I don't know what our corners are doing. I don't know what Bowles is thinking about having the guys six and seven, and probably more yards off of the ball. I thought Mike Smith was gone, honestly. But, uh, man, just need our, we just need our full team healthy. Uh, I really think that that was a winnable game even with the team that we had and, uh, Buccaneers just didn't capitalize. So want to say go Bucks, you know. Uh, Hope everybody's staying healthy. Locked on squad, you guys are great. Keep it going. Thank you. You
1: are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in Bucs Nation to the Locked On Bucs Podcast brought to you today by NFL Game Pass. This season, get football in your time with NFL Game Pass. See all the action from every game with full game replays. You can also replay an entire game and catch all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. I am your host, David Harrison. My normal co-host, James Yarko, is off for this episode because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just finished playing Thursday Night Football, where they lost to the Chicago Bears by a score of 20-19, to 19. and that is where we pick up with your lead Tampa Bay Buccaneers story. Kicking off week five of the 2020 NFL season, the 3-1 Chicago Bears hosted the 3-1 Tampa Bay Buccaneers for Thursday Night Football at Soldier Field. In the end, it was the Bears who came out victorious after a Cairo Santos 38-yard field goal gave them their 20-19 lead, which would prove to be the final score with a minute and 13 seconds remaining in the fourth quarter. In the win, quarterback Nick Foles completed 30 of his 42 passes for 243 yards and one touchdown. He also threw one interception to Buccaneers cornerback Carlton Davis III. Chicago's leading receiver was Allen Robinson, who hauled in 10 of his 16 targets for 90 yards, David Montgomery was the team's second leading receiver in receptions with seven and his 30-yard contribution in the passing game gave him 59 yards from scrimmage as the Buccaneers defense held Montgomery to just 29 yards rushing on 10 carries. Speaking of defense, Khalil Mack came away with two of Chicago's three sacks against Tom Brady on a night where the Tampa Bay offensive line struggled consistently to provide their star quarterback with adequate protection. Moving over to the Buccaneers side of things, Tom Brady completed 25 passes of his own for 253 yards and one touchdown pass to Mike Evans, who had five total receptions for 41 yards. Recapping the game, Tampa Bay jumped out to an early 10-point lead, putting up the only points in the game's first quarter and extending their league-leading first-quarter scoring margin. The Bucs later made a 13-zip with a second Ryan Suckup field goal. But then the Bears came on strong, scoring their first points of the game on a David Montgomery three-yard run with less than two minutes remaining in the first half. Then, almost like karmic payback for the Joshua Kelly turnover in Week 4, which favored the Buccaneers, rookie running back Keyshawn Vaughn was on the receiving end of a Tom Brady pass and Kyle Fuller hit, which the officials in the game ruled had resulted in a catch and fumble recovered by Chicago. The turnover gave the Bears back the ball in scoring range and with just 36 seconds left in the first half, Nick Foles found Jimmy Graham in the end zone for a touchdown. Santos's extra point gave the Bears a one-point lead heading into the locker room. Coming out, the Bears continued their 2020 season streak of not scoring in the third quarter, while the Buccaneers put up three points of their own to take a 16-14 lead into the fourth quarter. In that fourth quarter, however, the Buccaneers could only muster a single 25-yard field goal from Ryan Suckup while two more Cairo Santos field goals, including the eventual game winner, helped the now 4-1 Chicago Bears squeak out a Week 5 victory over the now 3-2 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Here now is some of what Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach Bruce Arians had to say to the media following the game. You're not going to
0: beat anybody with 12 penalties or however many we had, and especially when we were down there once and ended up punting uh, because of about six or seven penalties on one drive, so... Uh, I didn't have our team ready to play, so it's obvious.
1: With their week five game now in the books, both teams will wait to see the results from the rest of their respective divisions as to how the standings work out. The Green Bay Packers are currently 4-0 and atop the NFC North and on a bye, so the Chicago Bears will remain in second place through the weekend. Meanwhile, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now at 3-2 and will have to await the results of the New Orleans Saints game against the Los Angeles Chargers. And the Carolina Panthers game against the Atlanta Falcons, both the Saints and Panthers could move into a tie with the Buccaneers atop the division with wins in their respective games. A lot to unpack from this game for sure, and we're going to get to that here in just a moment. But before we do, guys, we're going to talk about how we can all help support your local businesses. Whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops, local businesses have always been on your team supporting you and your community. They remember your order and call you by name, Always giving back, making a difference, and going that extra mile. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, help your team score and choose to shop at local businesses. And while you're there, look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community. Because where and how you shop matters. Visa everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. This episode is also brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. Pepsi, made for football watching.
0: What's up, boys? Tyler from Boston. Pretty disappointing night. As a Tampa sports fan, the Yankees uh, beat the Rays, and now the Bears just beat the Bucks. The way that you beat Brady you rattle them, and I think the Bucks or the Bears rather did a good job of doing that. But, you know, Tampa was pretty resilient. It was a close game throughout, a lot of missed opportunities. But overall, the defense played well. But, you know, only one takeaway, and, you know, I think if Jamel Dean... You know, get that ball. We might be talking about a different, uh, about a different outcome, but yeah, pretty disappointing. But you know, just to be optimistic, you get some extra time to, to heal up, rest up, and then prepare for, uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. So, you know, go Bucks, Let's get healthy. Hey guys, it's Yusuf out here in Phoenix. Pretty disappointed, unfortunately. That the game just ended. The biggest takeaways are, you know, come in about a week. Uh, when we play the Packers a little over a week, we have to play better, uh, defensively in the secondary. Um, there's a able to move the ball pretty easily when it came to the passing game. I, that worries me, especially against the team today that isn't a high powered offense. We're going to get some guys back and, uh, hopefully Vita Via's injury is okay, but, um, a little kind of, uh, deflated right now. No pun intended, Brady. We'll talk to you
1: guys later. Bye. Back now here at the Locked On Bucks podcast. David Harrison here. Unfortunately, not a victory Friday, but a defeat Friday, if, if that's what you call it. Vita Vea goes down in this game. That's going to be something we're all watching. Everybody's going to be talking about wanting to know just how long Vita Vea is going to be out. Never good to see a guy get rolled up on. Uh, if you watch the broadcast, you saw the way that his ankle twisted and turned. Not a good sign for him. Then he gets carted off the field in an even worse sign for him, so hopefully he's not gone for too long. I don't want to speculate too much, put a, a kind of a guesstimate timetable on it, but obviously Vita Vea, a guy that everybody's gonna be worried about, one of that 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 very highly ranked uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers run defense. I mean, David Montgomery, uh, ten rushing attempts, twenty nine yards total. He did have the touchdown, uh, but, but you know, long, long run of the day of seven yards. Cordero Patterson was actually surprisingly. One of their better offensive weapons here recently, especially since the injury of Tariq Cohen there for the Bears, uh, had three carries himself, only seven yards. So the rushing defense really holding their own and and doing what they needed to do for the Buccaneers to help them at least be in position to try to win this game in the fourth quarter. Uh, Look, guys, it wasn't all bad, though. I know there's a lot of kind of negativity going on there. A lot of people expected the Buccaneers to come away from a win, but if you look at the books, uh, at least some of them, I mean, the Buccaneers opened as like four-and-a-half-point favorites for most of the books that I saw uh midway through the week they kind of dropped down to four and then before kickoff they were actually only three point favorites three and a half maybe so i mean the the books had it right you know they kind of expected this to be a close game whether that be from injuries to the wide receiver group for the buccaneers or maybe they just thought that that bears defense was just that good they were gonna be able to keep uh the the, the score close enough for the bears to have a chance to win this thing and obviously that's exactly what happened but let's go let's go back real quick to the first quarter guys uh the buccaneers open up the game with the ball drive down the field. Unfortunately, they do so from a penalty. Ryan Jensen getting flagged for a hole during that drive, and they end up having to settle for a 39-yard Ryan suck-up field goal. But Then on the Bears' second drive, Nick Foles throws that back shoulder throw to Allen Robinson if That's what, if that's what it was supposed to be. And in actuality, basically threw it to the middle of Allen Robinson's back. Robinson tries to turn around and make a play on the ball. As he's falling, falling backwards, basically bobbles it, knocks it up in the air where Carlton Davis comes down with the lone takeaway for the Buccaneers defense on the day. The interception, which they then turn into points as on the ensuing drive, uh, Tom Brady connects with rookie Tyler Johnson on a 35 yard pass to get down to the Chicago nine yard line. Later on, Ronald Jones gets a gets a ball that at first was ruled incomplete, but then they review it and they, they rule that he did catch the ball. And then you see clearly in the replay that he wasn't touched and he rolls into the end zone. But for some reason, uh, in the NFL rule book, we've got continuation on fumbles so that if there's a clear recovery, we can go ahead and award the ball to the other team, something that comes up later in this game. But what we don't have is continuation of a receiving play where the continuation and the immediate action of the play results in a touchdown. At the end of the day, it's no harm, no foul unless you have Ronald Jones on your fantasy football team as Tom Brady then finds Mike Evans in the end zone for a two yard touchdown. The next Buccaneers possession is where we see Tom Brady uh, execute the quarterback sneak on a fourth and one deep in their own territory. I saw John Ledyard, of Peter report, you know, tweet, you know, he's all for aggressiveness, but that was a stupid move. And that's a paraphrase. I'm not sure if that's a, 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 the direct quote of the tweets. And I got to say, I kind of agree with him. Listen, I, I'm all about aggressive football too, but at the end of the day, you, you have, you know, you have a lead against the team that you're probably supposed to be on paper. You're probably better than, I mean, Paige Demacos. A uh, huge avid Bears fan was on this show earlier this week talking about this. Said that she doesn't she didn't think the Bears were going to be able to handle the Buccaneers. Lauren Cox during the crossover Thursday episode before the game kicked off on Thursday night came on talked to me said the same thing that the Buccaneers are clearly the better team on paper and that he didn't think the Bears had enough to keep up with them. But hey, this is why they play the games, right? The old cliches any given Sunday. Well, I guess tonight it was any given Thursday. But on that drive anyway, Brady gets the fourth down conversion and then they're helped later on by a defensive pass interference. Uh, against rookie Jalen Johnson that takes the ball down to Chicago 36 Donovan Smith unfortunately comes up with two penalties on that possession both of them false starts obviously something that you know if you watch the game that ends up becoming becoming a trend for the Buccaneers in this game uh, and then they eventually settle for a 35 yard Ryan suck up field goal making the game 13 to nothing on the Chicago Bears fourth drive of the game this is where Bucks Nation social media really started taking off I was a part of it too guys all of us just kind of started taking off on the officials here. On one crucial such moment, there was a missed false start. Uh, the Chicago Bears right guard was obviously in a false. He was he was tipping backwards, taking a step backwards even as the ball was being snapped uh, right before the ball was being snapped, and it, a very clear black and white by the rule book false start. As he is false starting, however, uh, Shaquille Barrett decides you know sees the movement and comes across the line of scrimmage. That's what these defensive players do. They see movement on the offensive line. They come across the officials. I don't know how you miss it. There's literally a guy who's supposed to be assigned to watching the line of scrimmage to see if there's any movement. How do you not see this massive Chicago Bears offensive lineman tilting backwards like the slowest of rocking chairs on a spring afternoon in the country before Shaquille Barrett crosses the line of scrimmage? Either way, they call the penalty on Shaquille Barrett. They don't call the penalty. on. I want to say it was Massey. Uh, the, the Bears get the, get the, uh, get the advantage there. Later on, I saw some of you guys tweeting about another penalty even before this one came up that I'm going to talk about, which is an offensive pass interference call that should have gone against Allen Robinson. Look, I'm a huge fan of Allen Robinson. Love his game. Love what he does. Super talented guy. But he's just like every other NFL receiver, including guys like Mike Evans. And on occasion, he is guilty of offensive pass interference. Very clearly guilty of one. The refs, again, missed that one. And the end result of the drive is a touchdown. David Montgomery running it in from three yards out to cut the Buccaneers lead to 13 to seven guys at the half, the Buccaneers had outgained the Chicago bears by 16 yards, but the Chicago bears had run 28 plays and averaged 6.1 yards per play. And I know everybody's angry about the officials and they're angry about uh, the penalties, but guys, that 6.1 yards per play does not count any type of penalty plays Cause if when there's a penalty accepted on other than a, uh, after, you know, a dead ball foul after the play, those yards don't get accounted into that. So, I mean, th- this isn't penalty yards getting counted into this average, guys. This Buccaneers defense in the first half gave up 6.1 yards per play. In fact, if you think about it, when the Carlton Davis interception happened, the Bears were actually driving down the field and actually were having a pretty strong possession and looked like they were probably going to be getting at least in a scoring possession, if not getting a touchdown. So if that interception doesn't happen, if that bad throw by Nick Foles doesn't get bobbled up in the air and, and picked off by Carlton Davis... It's possible the Buccaneers could have gone to this locker room with more than a one-point deficit, maybe four at a minimum, and perhaps even an eight-point deficit heading into the half Uh, as Nick Foles and the Chicago Bears outpaced the Buccaneers' passing game by a total of 151 to 130. The Buccaneers' rushing game was already rolling a little bit, 56 yards rushing in the first half compared to the Bears' 19. Each team had 11 first downs. The Chicago Bears only faced four third downs in the entire first half, converting two of them, while the Buccaneers converted three of eight. And then penalties had started to rear their ugly heads, but not quite as bad as they would. Buccaneers finished the first half with four penalties, 25 yards, while the Chicago Bears had two penalties for 39, 39 and a half. And that is how we went into the locker rooms after the first half. And that is how we're going to go into our next break, guys. On the other side of these messages, we're going to talk about the final part of the game. I'm going to give you my final takeaways from this game as we enter the weekend, getting set to come back next week. we got plenty of time to break down this game and what happens this weekend we're going to do so right here at the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Your Team Every Day. All right guys, back here on a Friday episode of the Locked On Bucks Podcast, David Harrison, your host from SB Nation, covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for Bucks Nation entering the second half, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense actually came in and really gave the the Tom Brady led offense a really good chance of getting another grip on this game and kind of trying to take a lead and extend it by forcing the Chicago bears offense to go three and out on two consecutive possessions. Unfortunately, the Buccaneers offense only able to put up a field goal in that same time span aided largely by a 37 yard run by Ronald Jones on the first play of the Buccaneers first series in the second half. That score made it 16 to 14. 14. Buccaneers and really led us up to the most frustrating moment probably of the entire night for just about everybody watching this game that had any type of affiliation or uh, hopes that the Buccaneers would come out of this thing successful on the eighth series of uh, the game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense, their eighth possession, their third possession of the second half. Sorry, it's their second possession of the second half. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers who went into halftime with four total penalties combined over the span of two quarters ended up with four penalties on the one drive. And that's just the penalties that were accepted. There were at least two off the top of my head that weren't even accepted. One was negated because of another Khalil Mack penalty. So they were offsetting replay the down. And the other one came on third and long when Tom Brady was trying to convert or at least get back in the field goal range. And since it didn't work, the Chicago Bears went ahead, declined the penalty and, and allowed the Buccaneers to punt the ball back to them. Guys, that drive started on the 50-yard line, and, and perhaps the most painful penalty of all of those came against center Ryan Jensen, who, after a play uh, on a pass that had been completed by Tom Brady, get the Buccaneers back into field goal range. Again, at the time, this is a 16 to 14 Buccaneers lead, so getting into field goal range allows them the opportunity to at least make it 19 to 14, it's a five-point lead. So the Bears know they need a touchdown. A field goal does nothing but make the game closer. And you're talking about getting into the waning moments of the third quarter into the fourth quarter of a, of a of a game that's tighter than pretty much everybody expected it to be. That 15-yard personal foul against Ryan Jensen sets the Buccaneers all the way back. They end up having to punt, like I already said. And that's where you see Tom Brady going to the sidelines, screaming at, quote-unquote, his offensive line. I honestly think he was screaming at Ryan Jensen. But again, I only got the TV angle of it, so I you know don't want to jump to too many conclusions, but that's just what it looked like to me. Chicago Bears got the ball back at their own 12-yard line after the punt, end up taking it back down the field and making a 47-yard field goal from Cairo Santos themselves to take a 17-16 lead. Then on the Buccaneers' ninth drive of the game, they do get a field goal to get back in the lead. But even more importantly, probably one of the brightest brightest spots of this game, really probably the, the brightest spot of this entire game, is Ronald Jones becomes the first Buccaneers running back, thanks to Buccaneers communication on Twitter, to have back-to-back 100-yard rushing games since 2016. That's a really long time for this offense to not have back-to-back weeks of 100-yard rushings from uh, performances from one player. So congratulations to Ronald Jones uh, for for accomplishing that. At least there's something that we can kind of carry out of this game to look for as a positive. Getting later on into the game, guys, the Bears' 10th possession is where they end up taking the lead uh, to go up 20-19. to And an awkward moment, a weird moment by head coach Matt Nagy, which didn't eventually come back to bite him in the butt. But man, the the firestorm that would have been surrounding the Chicago Bears from the national media, the local media, like would have been a nightmare had the Bears ended up losing this game. When Matt Nagy decided on second down and the Buccaneers only having one timeout left in their possession, with a minute and a half left in the game clock, to throw the ball ends up going down incomplete. So the Buccaneers end up having, to, or the, the Buccaneers end up with their timeout. The Bears have third down. They don't convert. So the Buccaneers use their third, or their third and final timeout force the the bears to kick that field goal and give the buccaneers the back the ball with really plenty of time to make something happen try to win this game there in the waning moments then if you got to watch the game you saw what happened if you did not watch the game if you want to go back and and use our friends over at nfl game pass to watch the game go ahead i'll tell you right now you're not going to like what you see uh you see tom brady and, and the buccaneers offense try to move their way down the field they started kind of getting down the field Brady, uh, what the the assessment or the the assumption is from the broadcast team, and I probably agree with them, is that he spikes the ball uh, on one down, basically loses track of that down in his own head. Because of everything that's going on, he's not looking at the down markers. He's more you know thinking about the execution of the plays. On fourth down, instead of getting five or six yards and trying to convert the first down, he instead tries to go down the field a little bit, get a little bit more of a chunk play as they try to get a field goal range. The ball falls. The pass falls incomplete. The Bears start celebrating, and Tom's kind of left standing on the field, looking at the official, thinking, "Hey, where's my fourth down?" Takes them a minute to convince them that, "Hey, that was your fourth down." The game is now over, and you're three and two. So that's pretty much how the game went down, guys. Again, if you watched that and you sat here uh, with the the recap with me, um, I appreciate it. Hopefully, it was a little bit therapeutic for you. Listen. I'm never going to be one that blames anything on officials as far as games won or lost, but yes, we can all agree. I think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers certainly were not helped uh, by these officials at all. There were definitely some some ticky-tack calls, especially the late roughing the passer call on Shaquille Barrett uh, where the Chicago Bears were in a very dire situation, a whole lot of yards to go, and they weren't going to be able to make it. They were going to have to give the Buccaneers the ball back, uh, which was a crucial moment in the game where the Buccaneers could have really put – uh, the Bears in position to lose this game. Instead, Shaquille Bear gets gets pinned with a very unfair, very uh, you know, very gray area, uh, roughing the passer penalty on a hit that he puts on Nick Foles. That you've seen that hit go on many quarterbacks many times from many linebackers without a flag. It was a very clean hit. There was nothing wrong with it. There was if there was any helmet to helmet contact, it was purely incidental uh, in the act of playing the game of football. And, and that's not what the spirit of the rule is. The spirit of the rule. It's supposed to be a play is supposed to keep a player from forcibly making contact to the head or neck area uh, during a play, especially intentionally or, or with, with, with some sort of malice. But basically the assumption is that because Shaq Barrett came in, they're essentially standing up as he hit Nick Foles, that that's why the, the flag was thrown. Look guys, Nick Foles is a very tall dude. All right. This isn't Baker Mayfield out there, or Drew Brees out there running around Shaquille Barrett coming in, kind of standing up, up all the way upright, isn't going to be towering over him. Like he is some of these other quarterbacks. Um, so yeah. So just in my opinion, and I'm sure I'm not alone in this. Not a good call by the officiating crew. A lot of bad calls by this officiating crew, even in that possession where the Buccaneers had four penalties for 45 yards worth of penalty yards, guys, called against the Buccaneers' office on that possession. Some of those penalties are, are kind of ticky tacky. Some of those penalties are, are kind of trash. You know, I mean, I even tweeted out about that Ryan Jensen personal foul. I said, okay, so we're throwing flags now for headbutting. I mean, how many times a day? a game a weekend turn on the red zone channel and watch it for eight under uninterrupted hours of football and you're going to see probably a hundred headbutts where two players go helmet to helmet trash talking or whatever calling each other names and saying oh you're not good at your profession and you're not good at your profession of course you're using different language but you see it all the time it's a common practice in the national football league so for ryan jensen to get a 15 yard flag especially in that situation especially in a crucial moment of the game uh, i don't know guys i mean uh you know obviously the NFL and the NBA are totally different and the NBA is not perfect either, but you do see on occasion where NBA officials kind of see a foul and then they wait and they want to see, does that foul actually impact the play of the game? If it does, okay, fine. That foul actually did something. So I'm going to call it. We're going to punish you for it because it shouldn't happen. But if it doesn't impact anything, I'm going to swallow the whistle and the, and the NFL's, you know, keep my, keep my flag in my pocket and maybe talk to you on the side between Say, Hey dude, I saw what you did over there. It didn't really impact the play. So I didn't, I'm not going to throw the flag, but if you keep doing it, eventually I'm going to throw the flag on you. I don't know. Maybe, the, maybe it does happen. Maybe Ryan had, had been jaw jacking with some of these guys a little bit or, or flapping his gums with some of these guys a little bit, and they had warned him, and that was kind of the last straw. I don't know. I'm not on the field. But from, from just the way that we can see it, it definitely seemed like a very weak penalty and uh, one that certainly had an impact on this game as it took the Buccaneers out of field goal range and they end up losing this game by three points. Look, star of the game, guys, Ronald Jones. Let's end this thing on a good note. We've got plenty of time next week as the Buccaneers get ready for the Green Bay Packers to talk about all the negatives and the the lessons we hope the Buccaneers learn from here. James will be back with me for Monday's episode to talk about this game and talk about what we want to see moving forward, what the Buccaneers need to leave behind as they get away from this game. But Ronald Jones, guys, 17 carries, 106 yards. Longest run of the day was 37 yards. Then he also came in, five targets, three receptions, 19 yards. Not a lot of yards in the passing game, but I mean those three catches for 19 yards, he had a long of nine Ronald Jones is probably the lone shining star of this game by himself. Like, you really can't look at Ronald Jones, at least not from what I've seen so far. You know, all 22 is not out yet. Yeah, give us some time. We can find some negative about anything, right? But right now, on the surface, really not a whole lot of what Ronald Jones did in week five that I can look at and say, boo hoo to you. You should have done better here. So, shout out to Ronald Jones. We haven't even talked about the defense guys yet and I know a lot of you are very upset about that you've heard it a little bit in the voicemails. I'm sure James has a lot to say about it too, so I'm going to save that for next week. Come back to us on Monday. James will be back. We will dissect this game even further. We'll look at some we'll look at the game again. I'm sure we'll both w- probably watch the game again. If NFL Game Pass is happy, is, is fortunate or uh, is uh, generous enough to give us access to all 22, we'll go ahead and break that down as well. And we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about that, about what we saw from Rojo. And if let's see if he can make it three games in a row, guys, rushing for hundred yards on the ground, uh, going up against Green Bay Packers. And then we'll look at this defense. Cause I mean, I saw what you guys saw. I saw some Vernon Hargreaves references, some soft coverage. I mean, I remember seeing looking at the screen. I'm saying, where's the cornerback? Not on the screen. We're gonna get all into all that stuff, guys. But until we talk again on Monday, try to enjoy your weekend. Don't let this ruin the next three or four days or even the next week until you get to see the Buccaneers take the field again against the Green Bay Packers. Your team is still three and two. They're still at the top of the NFC South. Worst case scenario, they will be in a three way tie if the Panthers and Saints both wins. So this weekend, this weekend, only guys, your Falcons fans or your Chargers fans, go out there and watch Justin Herbert, see if he can do to the the Saints what he almost did to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and get a win out there against an NFC South team. Until we talk again, guys, if you're out and about, please be healthy, be safe, be good to each other, and thank you so much for joining me right here at Locked On Bucks.